My name is Sean Thomas Owen. Uh, I live in Chalky in the Ronda. I'm a freelancer. Um, I call myself a creative hustler because it's anything creative I'll have a crack at. Um, I've been a freelancer since 2015. Um, not a necessity. Um, I was made redundant from a school. Um, but I'd always done sort of obbles on the side. Starting off a bit of building work as well. Um, but then I got down to sort of helping helping out with creative workshops and commissions of different kinds. But I've slowly built it up. Uh, my goal was to not go back to doing agency work. Uh, so since 2017, I've been fully uh, freelance. So like I said, if it, if it was creative and I thought I could do it, um, I would find a way of, of charging for it. Um, that's the hardest part, I suppose, is finding a worth. I'm not, um, I'm not great at selling myself in terms of how much I think is what I do is, is worth a few things. Um, and Facebook has helped a lot because I've found out that I'm doing the same thing as some other people, but they're getting a lot more money for it. Um, I think it's more of a confidence thing that um, the charge for certain things. Uh, but I always tend to think, uh, especially some of the commissions that they do, a, I try and basis on how how much I would be willing or how much local people would be willing to pay. And yet I see people who live in Pembrokeshire or live in England, a place like that, charging triple, <laughs> four times as much uh, for the same thing. Uh, but I still I sort of stand by it because I tend to sell more things locally than I do anywhere else. Usually around this time, uh, I uh, work on a show called Canavian, where I travel a lot. Um, I travel to a different place um, per episode. It's a different location and uh, there's a lot of walking. Um, and then I, I recite stories about the area. So obviously that was knocked on the head with the travel ban. Um, it's a fourth series, so it was... Almost well, sort of you know, guaranteed money regularly um, coming in, and also uh, I work in schools at the end of the year. There's a lot of a lot of workshops come in, um, and I had a, a big chunk of commissions for murals for schools coming in, which I was looking forward to. But they were working with uh, pupils as well, so obviously they were knocked on the head. Um, I couldn't go into work uh, in the school on my own because it was meant to be a project that I would do with the pupils. Um, it was about, I think it was a week. In a week, six grand was wiped out, um, which was uh, all supposed to be coming in within two, three months. And that's a, it was a big chunk at the time. I was hoping to pay off some loans um, and bills and, and possibly get a new car. Um, when it happened, I was still waiting for some payments to come in from February. And if I'm honest, I was, I was looking forward to have a bit of a break because, if, you know, for the last four years being freelance work I haven't said no to many projects I just it's been like a like a tumbleweed just constantly more like a snowball actually and then picking up all sorts of uh, jobs along the way and just going from one to the other um, I've got a whiteboard in my room uh, the jazz room which is the office uh, this is a box room in the house and on it has got uh, potential jobs uh, and how much they, they're worth and then when I, once I finish that, I'll wipe them out on the bottom in red pen, I'd write um, which have been invoiced and how much I'm owed. And it's very rarely that the bottom one isn't isn't uh, at least two, three jobs in there um, with with an amount. I think it's only once or twice where there hasn't been anything on the bottom, either from not finishing a job or uh, because I've run out of work to do it. It doesn't happen that often. Um, so I had a few, few red pens left on the bottom uh, so I knew money was going to come in but such is the life of a freelancer it's not going to be a weekly, bi-weekly 
monthly things whenever that comes in. Uh, I thought it would be easier last year. I, I got an agent for any TV work I did. My agent was furloughed as well, so that the chasing element, which is the most stressful part I found being a freelancer, was chasing money. Um, it was made a bit harder because I still had to go after um, after people for work for money. Um, but I saw so many things coming up saying, you know, there's a chance now you can creatives, you can go berserk, you can just have a crack on, you can do your own projects, you can you can do whatever you want. Um, and then there was others saying, you know, don't feel pressured into doing projects, don't feel that you need to put out loads of stuff, um, which is strange because, you know, the uh, the burden of a freelancer is everyone takes advantage of them, you know, it's a chance for exposure and all that bollocks, and... But now, I felt that people were doing it anyway. They were they needed to 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 be creative and to to show things. You know, giving away free sessions on YouTube or free paintings, practicing murals, and just putting them up um, and without payment, just to almost like advertising yourself because it was exposure that needed uh, needed to be done for so the you know they're not sort of forgotten projects. If you've got an Instagram with or the Facebook page that haven't been written on for a couple of months. They're going, oh, yeah, you know, they're gone. They're not. They're not doing it anymore. Um, this goes against the grain, but you know that's what you got to do if you're doing creative stuff like that. Um, and then, but I, you know, I tweet and um and try and update as much as possible. Anything I do, I tend to tweet there whether it's a paid gig or a, um just a personal project i've got two which is my business career shown uh, which is the workshop and commissioning business um and last year i had a new uh, website which combined everything i was doing because i was just finding out to keep on top of um three different accounts on instagram two facebook pages so i whacked it all on um on one website which was www.shawnthomasowen.com so it's just my name and then four parts of the website then which was um, art, commissions, writing uh, TV and radio and then workshops so I thought it would be all in the same place so if it comes if it comes in um, from the email account for instance it'll say exactly what that person wanted so I could manage it a bit better um but then when I got uh, when furloughing happened, I I was reluctant to put in for the for the grant to start off because if I've you know, some sort of chip or you know, didn't want to take money that I didn't think I deserved, um, and lots of people scoff about it and you know this you've been paying taxes so you should you should take it. Um, took a while to get used to it because I still I still not used to that. Um, and I've already got to manage my worth and knowing how much I should charge for things or. No matter how much I should should have. Um, plus, I live in the in the valleys, which is it's relatively cheap to live up here. Um, you only need a, a few bob to to stay afloat. But and then I realised, you know, the the Tories don't give much away for free, so you know, to take what you can at the start. And I'm glad I did because that chunk of money was just was a help. Um, now, um, I'm not. There's not many jobs. Um, I've got still going. This is four months in, and we're still. We can live on the on the money that we've got left over, but I was lucky in the fact that um I sort of specialize in rough around the edges type of stuff. I'm not a pristine perfect um uh freelancer is sort of um you know more messy um style type of thing, but like I said, I do as much as I can you know from singing uh, to 
creating commissions to making little videos and what I was like to do is that um, I've been working on a show called the T-Rugby which is a rugby based show but from sending videos for, that you made at home during lockdown so the premise suited me down to the ground so I did that first run was six weeks uh, I went to nine weeks um, but it was a deadline um, and I had about four days to work on each one so creatively by the ninth week I was pretty exhausted because I was working on uh, other things as well element bits of the stead but I still had some commissions to do so it was knackering because just constantly trying to think of new things to do filming it myself editing it myself um a bit, a bit like you know back when I was a student to sort of trying to take control of everything and do everything yourself um they call it guerrilla filmmaking or what have you but after you know on top of the f- of the lockdown thing I got two small children one of four and eight months and my wife um we you know, living in a small terraced house, trying to find space and time to think and trying to help out, um, feeling guilty that my wife was doing most of the looking after the kids and the homeschooling, feeling guilty that I wasn't spending time with my, uh, with my kids because I was having to work while still being in the house and they were saying, you know, this he's still yeah, you know, why why is he, um, why is he still here and he's not talking to me, so it's um, it was hard, it was hard going, and uh, to be with, but. I think now, um, I feel now it's slowing down, and we still got some money in the bank. I feel a bit calmer, and I feel a bit more chilled. Um, I got a bit more breathing space, but it's still been a hard slog. Um, but I've been in a far more fortunate space than lots of other people have been, so I. Got the guilty overhang of feeling um, that I've been able to do stuff um, that other people have been busting to do. So I'm in a strange place at the moment. My name's Sean Thomas Owen. I live in Chalky in the Ronda. I'm a freelancer. Um, I call myself a creative hustler because it's any creative I'll have a crack at. Um, I've been a freelancer since 2015. Um, not of necessity. Um, I was made redundant from a school, um, but I'd always done sort of obbles on the side, starting off a bit of building work as well. Um, but then I got down to sort of helping, helping out with creative workshops and commissions of different kinds. But I've slowly built it up. Uh, my goal was to not go back to doing agency work. Uh, so since two thousand seventeen, I've been fully uh, freelance. Like I said, if it, if it was creative and I thought I could do it. Um, I would find a way of of charging for it. Um, that's the hardest part, I suppose, is finding a worth. I'm not um I'm not great at selling myself in terms of how much I think is what I do is is worth a few things. Um, and go, Facebook has helped a lot because I found out that I'm doing the same thing as some other people, but they're getting a lot more money for it. Um, I think it's more of a confidence thing that um the charge for certain things. Uh, but I always tend to think, uh, especially some of the commissions that they do a. I try and base this on how how much I would be willing or how much local people would be willing to pay. And yet I see people who live in Pembrokeshire or live in England, a place like that, charging triple, four times as much uh, for the same thing. Uh, but I still I sort of stand by it because I tend to sell more things locally than I do anywhere else. Usually around this time, uh, I uh, work on a show called Canavian where I travel a lot. Um, I travel to a different place Um per episode is a different location and uh, there's a lot of walking um, 
and then I, I recited stories about the area. So obviously that was knocked on the head with the travel ban. Um, it's a fourth series, so it was almost sort of you know, guaranteed money regularly um, coming in. And also, uh, I work in schools at the end of the year. There's a lot of a lot of workshops come in, um, and I had a, a big chunk of commissions for murals for schools coming in, which I was looking forward to. But they were working with uh, pupils as well, so obviously they were knocked on the head. Um, I couldn't go into work uh, in the school on my own because it was meant to be a project that I would do with the pupils. Um, it was about, I think it was a week, in a week six grand was wiped out, um, which was uh, all supposed to be coming in within two, three months. And that's a, it was a big chunk at the time. I was hoping to pay off some loans um, and bills and, and possibly get a new car. Um, when it happened, I was still waiting for some payments to come in from February. And if I'm honest, I was, I was looking forward to have a bit of a break because, if, you know, for the last four years, being freelance work I haven't said no to many projects I just it's been like a like a tumbleweed just constantly more like a snowball actually and then picking up all sorts of uh, jobs along the way and just going from one to the other um, I got a whiteboard in my room uh, the jazz room which is the office uh, this is a box room in the house and on it has got uh, potential jobs uh, and how much they they're worth and then when I, once I finish I'll wipe them out on the bottom in red pen I'd write um, which have been invoiced and how much I'm owed. And it's very rarely that the bottom one isn't isn't uh, at least two, three jobs in there um, with with an amount. I think there's only once or twice where there hasn't been anything on the bottom either from not finishing a job or uh, because I've run out of work to do it. It doesn't happen that often. Um, so I had a few, few red pens left on the bottom uh, so I knew money was going to come in but such is the life of a freelancer it's not going to be a month, weekly, bi-weekly monthly thing it's whenever it comes in uh, I thought it would be easier last year I got an agent for any TV work I did my agent was furloughed as well so that the chasing element which is the most stressful part I found of being a freelancer was chasing money um, it was made a bit harder because I still had to go after um, after people for work for money um, but I saw so many things coming up saying, you know, there's a chance now you can creatives, you can go berserk, you can just have a crack on, you can do your own projects, you can you can do whatever you want. Um, and then there was others saying, you know, don't feel pressured into doing projects, don't feel that you need to put out loads of stuff, um, which is strange because, you know, the uh, the burden of a freelancer is everyone takes advantage of them, you know, it's a chance for exposure and all that bollocks, and. But now, I felt that people were doing it anyway. They were they needed to 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 be creative and to to show things. You know, giving away free sessions on YouTube or free paintings, practicing murals, and just putting them up um, and without payment, just to almost like advertising yourself because it was exposure that needed uh, needed to be done for. So the you know they're not sort of forgotten projects. If you've got an Instagram with or a Facebook page that haven't been written on for a couple of months. They're going, oh, yeah, you know, they're gone. They're not. They're not doing it anymore. Um, this goes against the grain, but you know that's what we've got to do if you're doing creative stuff like that. Um, and then, but I, you know, I tweet and um and try and update as much as possible. Uh, anything I do, I tend to tweet there whether it's a paid gig or a, 
um, just a personal project. I've got two, which is my business, Career Shown, uh, which is the workshop and commissioning business. Um, and last year I had a new uh, website which combined everything I was doing because I was just finding it hard to keep on top of um, three different accounts on Instagram, two Facebook pages. So I whacked it all on um, on one website, which was www.shawnthomasowen.com so it's just my name and then four parts of the website then which was um, art commissions writing uh, tv and radio and then workshops so i thought it'd be all in the same place so if it comes if it comes in um, from the email account for instance it'll say exactly what that person wanted so i could manage it a bit better um but then when I got uh, when furloughing happened, I I was reluctant to put in for the for the grant to start off because if I've you know, some sort of chip or you know, didn't want to take money that I didn't think I deserved, um, and lots of people scoff about it and you know this you've been paying taxes so you should you should take it. Um, took a while to get used to it because I still I still not used to that. Um, and nobody got to manage my worth and knowing how much I should charge for things or. No matter how much I should should have. Um, plus, I live in the in the valleys, which is it's relatively cheap to live up here. Um, you only need a, a few bob to to stay afloat. But, and then I realised you know the the Tories don't give much away for free, so you know to take what you can at the start. And I'm glad I did because that chunk of money was just was a help. Um, now, um, I'm not. There's not many jobs I'm, I've got still going. This is four months in, and we're still. We can live on the on the money that we've got left over, but I was lucky in the fact that um I sort of specialize in rough around the edges type of stuff. I'm not a pristine perfect um uh freelancer. It's sort of um you know more messy um style type of thing, but like I said, I do as much as I can. You know, from singing uh, to creating commissions to making little videos, and what I was lucky to do is that. Um, I've been working on a show called the T Rugby, which is a rugby-based show, but from sending videos from, that you made at home during lockdown. So the premise suited me down to the ground. So I did that. First run was six weeks. Uh, it went to nine weeks. Um, but it was a deadline, um, and I had about four days to work on each one. So creatively, by the ninth week, I was pretty exhausted because I was working on... Uh, other things as well, element bits of the stead, but I still had some commissions to do, so it was knackering because just constantly trying to think of new things to do, filming it myself, editing it myself, um, but a bit like you know back when I was a student, you sort of trying to take control of everything and do everything yourself, um, like got a guerrilla filmmaking or what have you, but after you know on top of the f- of the lockdown thing, I got two small children, one of four and eight months, and my wife. Um, we you know, living in a small terraced house, trying to find space and time to think and trying to help out, um, feeling guilty that my wife was doing most of the looking after the kids and the homeschooling, feeling guilty that I wasn't spending time with my, uh, with my kids because I was having to work while still being in the house and they were saying, you know, this is still here. You know, why, why is he, um, why is he still here and he's not talking to me? So it's, um, it was hard. It was hard going uh, to begin with, but... I think now, um, I feel now it's slowing down, and we still got some money in the bank. I feel a bit calmer, 
and I feel a bit more chilled. Um, I got a bit more breathing space, but it's still been a hard slog. Um, but I've been in a far more fortunate space than lots of other people have been. So I got the guilty overhang of feeling um, that I've been able to do stuff um, that other people have been busting to do. So I'm in a strange place at the moment.